Coming to you from the Yard Dogs Podcast Studio. A show for the fans, by the fans. Talking all things Cleveland Browns. From our mic to your ears. To your ears. With your hosts, Jason Hand and Mikey P. Yes, and welcome to the Yard Dogs Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Hand. You can find me on Twitter, at Browns Huddle. We are part of the Zedia Network, which is media spelled with a Z. For more information on the Zedia Network, you can find them on Twitter, at Zedia Network. Joining me tonight is the one and only Mikey P. You can find him on Twitter, at MikeyP422. I'm going to bring him in the show. Mikey, how are we doing tonight, bud? Ooh, oh, how are we doing? That's a that's a loaded, loaded, loaded question. But we'll get into that uh, more as we get into tonight's show. Um, feeling, you know, a little little jaded at, at some things, and then uh, positive about a couple others. So, we'll we'll, we'll get into that. And in fact, speaking of tonight's show, um, we're gonna go over the OBJ, of course, debacle. Uh, Browns versus Steelers recap. Browns versus Bengals preview, and of course, we'll get into our Yard Dogs podcast mailbag. But other than that, how are you doing tonight, Jason? I'm, you know, I'm doing great, bud. I got my my beer. I, I went ahead and got into the the strong stuff for tonight's show. But I'm excited for this. We have a very special guest joining us tonight, Mikey P. He is the host of the Barbershop on Saturdays from 8 a.m. to 12 p.m. on 92.3 The Fan and co-host of the Cleveland Browns Tailgate Show Sundays from 8 a.m. to 11 a.m. Also on 92.3 The Fan, Cleveland's very own Garrett Bush. Garrett, welcome to the show, bud. Hey, man, fellas. First of all, thanks for letting me, you know, having me on, man. That's a nice intro. I like that intro, man. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, I've been working on it all day. Uh, <laughs> I like that, man. I was like, oh, this is nice. This is not, you know, sometimes you go on, a, on on some other podcast, you'd be looking around and you'd be like, oh, okay, this, yeah, they just starting. Nah, this nice. Y'all got no, we're, y'all we're got professional here, G Bush. Only nothing but the best, buddy. I appreciate y'all, man, for having me on. Uh, shout out to the Yard Dogs podcast. I appreciate y'all. We were supposed to be on last week, but this week, Hey, look, we, we got a little bit more stuff to talk about. Look, it just so just happens, a little, right? Just a tad. Just yeah, a tad. it's a little, little <laughs> slow news day, but we'll, we'll get into it the best we can. Um, G. Bush, welcome back, first of all. You were on my show the last episode of the first season of this podcast, formerly known as the Browns Huddle Podcast. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, but last time we got a chance to, to sit down and talk, we talked about real-life stuff. And I, I walked away from that conversation, G. Bush, <laughs> knowing that, man, you, you got a lot of heart and you care about people and just really want to help out. So I appreciate that conversation then. I'm definitely looking forward to it tonight. Oh, definitely, man. Thanks for having me back. You know, that was one of the, one of the better conversations I've had. I always tell people, you know, I'm always willing to go on, and I definitely think it was a great opportunity for, for me to talk to you guys last time. Definitely. Um, Garrett, as a fan, there's nothing nothing more disappointing than expecting one thing but getting another. We, we have big problems going on with this football team right now, some of which haven't even come to the surface. I'm convinced of that. There's a lot of stuff that we don't even know about yet that that's going to reveal itself soon. Um I want to start with a big question. Like, how do you fix this, man? We're going to talk, we're going to skip right into OBJ, but how do you fix what's going on in Cleveland right now? Yeah, I I think it's a leadership thing, man. 
Um, I, I think sometimes people think leadership is just something you say or talk about. And, and I think Kevin Stefanski, I was on with Quincy Carrier um, doing some stuff with him. And, and I, I said, this could have been remedied. Uh, this could have been remedied. I think sometimes as men, we don't do enough talking face to face. You know, sometimes we think coach speak is good. And sometimes I think, you know, not putting things out in the public sphere is good. I said, but as a as a as a coach, you have to understand that there are certain different personalities you have on your team. There's certain guys with certain different ways they think. And as a coach, it's not all about towing the line every single way. Lawrence Taylor played for Bill Parcells, and Lawrence Taylor had a different set of rules. <laughs> uh, to be, be honest, Lawrence Taylor was doing a bunch of extracurriculars, but Bill Parcells and mainly Bill Belichick got him ready to play on the game days. And he understood he could do certain things with him that maybe I don't have the same relationship as Phil Sims. I don't have the, the same relationship with as Jeff Hostetler, Dave Meggett. I don't have the same conversations what I have with them. And as a coach, you got 50 players. Every single one of those guys have different skill sets. The value is different. Everybody has a number. And I think it's kept for Kevin Stefanski. He could have started this off and said, yo, I got to go down to Texas. I got to figure out what's going on with, 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 with Baker. But you also have to go to California. <laughs> you got to go figure out. You say, listen, I saw what the heck we needed against the Kansas City Chiefs. And it's a deep threat. And it's somebody that can spare the field. That guy is on my team. I just need to give him an olive branch and make him feel like, yo, you are part of this thing. No matter what people say, no matter if they say we play better without you, you're a big part of it. And I think that goes a long way into how you could have diffused some of this. Starting off early, going into last year. So, so Garrett Bush, you think it's a leadership problem. Mikey P, same question. How do you fix this or, or – how do how do we how do we get control of what's going on with the Browns right now? I mean, at this point, it's either going to go one or two, one of one of two ways. Uh, I mean, the OBJ ship, I think is that that ship has sailed now. Like once once his dad and let's just get this out there, uh, his dad did not make that video. That video was made by somebody who knew what they were doing. Because I can get, guarantee you that uh, um, REM Everybody Hurts is not on uh, Odell Beckham Senior's top playlist. <laughs> Somebody headshot. made that video. Somebody <laughs> made that video. The, everything was orchestrated and planned. And that that's where I have – I would respect Odell more if this would all have been handled, like, behind closed doors. And that that's a big thing, like, even in the company I work for. Like, you know, we don't air our dirty laundry out there. Like, everything is handled behind closed doors. Um, and, and you talk to each other man to man. And, and I don't know where the – the disconnect was there or, you know, maybe is it, is it part of the COVID stuff that's going on where you have a lot of face-to-face meetings and instead of in person, uh, is it causing people not to be able to sit down and have those man-to-man conversations? Like, are we disconnected there? But as far as fixing the Browns goes, like at, at this point, the OBJ ship has sailed once, once that video came out and the whole disconnect. And now you're hearing that he's not even going to talk to Kevin Stefanski anymore, that everything's going between his agent uh, and Andrew Barry, I, I think I think that ship is is done. Of course, at this yeah, that's point. a wrap. That's a wrap. So what you got to do going forward is you gotta you gotta rally the troops that you do have and 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 try to basically uh, fix this situation. And, and it's either gonna go one or two ways. It's either gonna galvanize the team and they're gonna come together and then they're gonna play good the rest of the year and they'll finish out strong, or I or it's gonna sink real fast. 
and you're going to see a 2019 happen uh, real quick. You know, a lot of people saw the the Instagram post by OBJ's father. Social media is the cause of a lot of problems. You know, uh, athletes are going to Twitter. We, you know, during the off season, we we try to decode what they're saying to the fans. Um, Garrett Bush, do you think it's harder now to to lead organizations like you know a professional football team with social media? How how accessible it is to talk to fans, uh, especially with professional athletes? No, I, I don't. Because here's the thing: like, I, I think. If, if you're not built for that, see, coaching is a different, you, you gotta be, everybody can't be a coach. Um, you know, I think some people just, you know, some people are coordinators, <laughs> coordinators come with game plans and you just go to work and you come up with the best game plan. Maybe you're a position coach. Maybe you just coach your guys up on the But if you're going to be the top of the food chain, if you're going to be the end all be all, I'm a head coach. People ask me, do you want to coach? I have no, I want no, no parts of it. I, I don't want to be up late at night. I, I like to see my wife. I like to play video games occasionally. I can't even find time to do that. I don't want to be talking about people's social media. But here's my thing. It's all about how you do it. Phil Jackson did a great job with it. He was letting Dennis Rodman go to Vegas. Like he, he got Michael Jordan. It's all about how you do it. Now, you know, and I just think it, it's part of what you sign up for. You see, it makes a little bit better sense if, if it was under Dorsey, right? Because Dorsey made the trade, right? Dorsey is a different type of person. Dorsey, Dorsey brought in Kareem Hunt. Mm-hmm. Now, a lot of people went, a lot of people, revisionist history, a lot of people wasn't, hmm, I don't know about Kareem Hunt. We don't, you sure we want to do that? It's the, it's the mentality of the way you go about building a team. If you look at the way Dorsey built it in Kansas City, Tyreek Hill is another guy who's, ooh, I mean, he's another guy you take shots on. But Every player, I think Dorsey understand understood. Every player has a different mentality. Every player is different. And one of the things that we've seen, and, and I've said this from the beginning, you know, people, Kevin Stefanski came in and he put his stamp on what the team is. I like guys being buttoned up. I don't like saying much. I'm going to give you coach speak. We don't talk in the media. We don't do any of that. But there has been wrinkles here or there where I thought was different. The first thing I thought was different was when Baker Mayfield told the media, oh, yeah, I got a fracture in my arm. Yep, I got that. I said, That's, you're the quarterback. You know how many – do you know they put game plans around? Like, it, you, it's unheard of for any quarterback to come out and put Sensitive information out there, especially when you got an analytics-driven front office. I know they cringed. They were like, "Why would you tell him that?" What that just seemed odd to me. Like, why would you? I I, I never thought. And then I said, "Man, that just doesn't seem like a, a Kevin Stefanski type move for what they're doing." And then the game happens. He says he's going to play. And I think one of the things that you see is Odell Beckham Jr. is who he is. That's it. He's a megastar, and a megastar, he's a megastar because he's on the internet. Baker Mayfield is who he is. He he calls out media members. He he is who he is. Heck, his wife is who she is. She like she's on social media a lot, right? Mm-hmm. So those guys don't Tiger don't change their stripes. It's all about the way you manage how much they growl and whether or not people see it. This this OBJ thing, it's so frustrating. Um, we, Mikey P and I were talking before the broadcast and 
I could tell you exactly what I was doing the night that we traded for OBJ, and I was pumped, man. I was so excited. Oh my gosh, OBJ is coming to Cleveland. You know, you, you think, man, you have Landry on one side, OBJ on the other. You got Baker, he's up and coming. You got Nick Chubb, um, and Joku. You know, we have all these weapons, and you start to get excited, right? And we we haven't seen. I, I have two games that I can remember that OBJ just balled out. That was Monday night against the Jets. Mm-hmm. When we played the Giants and the Jets back-to-back, yep. we played the Jets Monday night. And then, and then the Cowboys game. But other than that, man, for what, 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 why do you think OBJ didn't work in Cleveland? Well, <clears throat> that's kind of a loaded question, right? It is loaded. I'm uh, sorry. <laughs> it, it, <laughs> if you look at it, you say – Okay, on, on his face value, what I try to do, and a lot of people don't understand this, is, you know, I, you know, I get the all twenty-two film, right? And so, I, I try to, you know, dissect the film. I look at it as much as I can, and and I float it around. I talk, I do a show with John Costco every every Wednesday, Thursday, for a preview. He works for Pro Football Focus. He's seen the tape. I say, hey, let me run this by you. He says, yo, confirm. Yeah, okay. I, I go to Jake Burns. He does an or- orange and brown report. He breaks down film. He's really good at what he does. I call him. I say, yo, Jake, w- w- put him on my show. I said, what- what's going on with this? He said, G. Bush, you know, it's, it, that sounds about right. To me, Odell Beckham Jr. Um, was open a lot. Um, Odell Beckham Jr. did not have very many plays called for him as the primary receiver. A lot of people don't understand. Like, the primary target on the coach says, all right, we're going to draw this up. We dialing this up. If, if, if Odell ain't open on the shallow cross, if Jarvis ain't open, the third option is a check down to the back. They tell you who's supposed to be the first option. And Kevin Stefanski and Baker, Baker both said he's not the, the, the target on the squad. Now that's okay. If you're a team who, is moving the ball. Everything's working out. We good. We moving the ball, right? We we got passing attack. We 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 got a nice running game. We're getting vertical options downfield. But but if you if you can't pass the ball, Cleveland the Browns are one of the worst teams in in twenty to thirty yard throws in the league. They, they, they just are. They don't have any vertical passing game. And I think we've we've sold ourselves on the fact that you can just run the ball, like. We, it's intoxicating to think that we can do something that nobody else can do. We can run our way right to the Super Bowl. But the problem is, from an X's and O's schematically standpoint, as a defensive player and as a defensive coach, we understand that defense is a numbers game. And as long as we got enough numbers to stop the run, you can have Walter Payton and Gail Sayers in the backfield. It don't matter. We, we got open guys coming. You can't – I always laugh and joke. How many people block on the offensive line? See, the running back can't block for herself, and the quarterback don't block. So, so, so that's two people out of the game. Are you counting on receivers to block downfield in this day and age? Good luck. That's two more guys. And now you got five guys and maybe a tight end. Can a tight end block Miles Garrett? Not really. We don't have football. So you telling me it's five guys essentially blocking guys running around free. And I think the Browns are so good running the football that we told ourselves we don't need the rest of that. We don't need complete pass game. We don't need any of that. And then, and then the biggest thing is Baker has been inconsistent. He's been inconsistent. Um, 
Baker, and I think people get upset when we, you think we say Baker is a bad. He's not a bad player. He's a he's a he's an average to good quarterback. He can be a great quarterback when he gets hot. I just think he's streaky. When Baker catches fire, there's all kind of guys in the league that are, haven't been all time great, but they they can get hot at certain points in time, and they look like the best quarterback in the league. Now Baker has some different things that worked on his mechanics. He tends to, to struggle when you give him different looks. Sometimes he gets happy feet. All those things are, are well documented. The problem is the margin for error against good teams is super small. A couple inches there, they knock the ball away. A couple inches to the left, you get tackled instead of getting the first down and running to the end zone. I think sometimes those inconsistencies rear their ugly heads. And then on top of that, you got an offense that is not really catered to moving around to a receiver. Look at Stefan Diggs. He left. He wanted to go be out of Minnesota. It's just not. It's just not. It's, it's not really an offense that caters to a wide receiver one. And you know, in my opinion, I mean, if you look at the stats week in and week out, Baker's spreading that ball around. Mm-hmm. You know, to to different receivers, different targets. He's not. I mean, he targeted Jarvis Landry ten times this past game, but other than getting back to OBJ, you know, do you why didn't the Browns? Why didn't Kevin Stefanski get him more involved in not only the deep routes, but why why not the short routes? Get him going. We always talk about that at all these podcasts and shows. You know, get get OBJ involved. Get him involved. Get him involved. He only had one target on Sunday. He wasn't involved in the game. And, and see that's see and and that's I'm I'm trying to figure this out with Kevin Stefanski because I know he's a brilliant guy I know I know he's a smart guy I know he understands X's and O's and and the dynamics of it but you you have to understand that there is no receiver worth their salt that's going to be targeted one game one one time in a game and then lose and only put ten points on the board and not say I could have helped. I, I could have I could have helped win that game, and and you it's naive to think, you know that that you don't you don't have to involve that person. I'm not going to go as far as to say it's your ego, because I, I don't think it's like that. I just think sometimes coaches get to a place where they get dug in, right? If you say, "What's your philosophy?" Right? What is your philosophy? I believe that you know great coaches find a way to run a philosophy that that's tailored to who they have. Correct. If you got a, if you got a running back, I'm gonna run a little bit, but I, I if I got a rod receiver out here, I'm gonna throw him the ball. You got to think about this. Jamar chase <clears throat> and Joe Burrow, almost 800 yards already. This is a rookie. This is a rookie. And OBJ has to be looking at that. Like, Wow. This 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 young guy, how come I ain't got that? He Burrow was throwing it up on third down. He's giving him opportunity. And for OBJ, sometimes you just want a chance to prove, hey, I can help you win. That's all you want. And the frustration d- does come out sometimes. That's where I feel like uh, he he was coming out like he's his frustration is going on Baker, but I think Stefanski is the is the one that could have remedied or fixed some of this uh, with play calling. Uh, And it's my, it's when you mentioned that, like you cater towards the players that you have, it's what's frustrated me about Joe Woods that he consistently wants to run out there on every third down, the soft zone, no man doesn't bring any extra pressure. 
And I'm like, you can't consistently get home in this league. You cannot consistently get home with four anymore. Like it just doesn't it, it happen work. because they're not caught. First off the, uh, the rule for offensive holding has changed where as long as the offensive tackle is moving, you had Jeff Schwartz on Twitter the other day going, well, as long as the offensive tackle is still moving, he can grab and hold on and do all he wants as long as his feet are still moving. And I'm like, that's still holding. But in his eyes, that's what they don't call anymore. It's like you got to adapt and find ways to put your players uh, you know, in successful positions. For whatever reason, he, he couldn't do that with, with Odell. I don't know if there was a little bit of – like I said, we don't always see what's going on behind closed doors. It's like, were they were they trying to squeeze Odell out? We don't know. I think you bring up a really good point. Joe Woods is uh, Joe Woods and Kevin Stefanski are very close. He brought him here, with him here, and people say, you know, man, G. Bush, you be doing, you know, you talk to you, you be doing a lot, man. You you really be going in on people. I said, man, I'm not going in on nobody. I give you an example of what I'm talking about. I'll show you on film what I'm talking about. And when you look at Joe Woods last year, I always challenge Browns fans to do this. Ask yourself a question. If this happened in another city, what would happen? In other cities, they don't play around. You know, you, you do know they gave Carson Wentz a bag of money and then came and told him, like, yeah, you got to go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, hey, Foles, yeah. Do you understand? That's like saying we give Baker an extension and then the next year we like, no, you got to go. You know what people would do in the city? They go crazy. Jimmy Garoppolo, he was just in a Super Bowl a couple years ago. They drafted his replacement. Do you know Jared Goff? Yeah, the guy, once upon a time, I'm young enough to remember he was in a Super Bowl. Remember, the LA Rams said, not only are we going to trade you, we're going to trade you for somebody older. <laughs> and we're going to give up picks for them to take you. And we're going to pay part of your salary. And you're going to pay. I ain't never seen nothing like that. I said, man, y'all got to understand, man. At the top of the food chain around the league, people don't be playing around with, with, with stuff. They understand. They understand windows. And I always tell people, this year was the Browns window. This year was the window. Because whether we believe it or not, they have no opportunity to go into the offseason. Yeah, think about it. If you lose this game, you are now. <laughs> you are now four and six with very small room to make the playoffs. And you go into an offseason where you still don't know if Baker Mayfield is the quarterback that you, you need to take you to the Super Bowl. You don't know. You, are you going to pay Wyatt Teller? David Njoku not going to be on this team. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr. is already off the team. Jarvis Landry, we ain't heard from him. He was outside of practice. He getting $13, $14 million with a knee surgery, and he ain't getting no younger. Hey, can we talk about the fact that J.B. Clowney is on one-year deal? Uh, Tack McKinley is a one-year deal. Both Malik McDowell and Malik Jackson are on one-year deals, and your middle linebacker is on a one-year deal too. So I'm asking you guys, at what point do you come back next year and everybody's so excited about really keeping a band together? Because guess what? It was four and six with all this talent. I don't know who's coming back. All right. Here. All right. OBJ's gone. What does this team look like this coming Sunday against the Bengals? Uh, you know, DPJ, I think, is uh, – he was back at practice today, if I'm 
right on that. Um, you know, we got Jarvis Landry. Baker's beat up, but he's going to be playing. What 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 does this team like, look like moving forward? And maybe we'll talk about Baker here in a second. Mikey P said it. He said it. He said, yo, we're going to find out. It's going to go two ways. It ain't no medium. It's one or two ways. Because you got to think about it. I, You know, we're looking at that little Instagram joint. We're looking at the Instagram and what people – I saw Greedy Williams liked it. <laughs> I, I, I saw Hollywood Higgins liked it, right? There's multiple people on this team that ride with Odell. You think they ain't been in the, in the sessions? You got to think about this. When you do team sessions and you watch film together, y'all watch it as a unit. So when the quarterback or coach is coaching up Baker, like, hey, why did you mm-hmm. go there? This was the first read. What did you see right there? It ain't like the receivers ain't hearing it. It ain't like <laughs> they're do- doing it behind closed doors. Like, hey, Baker, next time just throw it to, you know, just throw it to. They're saying it loud and probably demonstrative. That's not what we're supposed to do. Everybody hears that. So when people say factions grow, people go and say, well, how's Odell, how he get, how he, how he ain't at practice, mm-hmm. how he gets at home. And I just saw him open five, six times on the film. He, they is right. So now here's the only thing that can cure any of that winning. See, winning, it, winning is, winning is a crazy thing. And that's what we like about sports. No matter what I say about Baker Mayfield or if I think he's the guy or not, it don't ever, that don't matter. Because guess what? Baker Mayfield still has the opportunity to come out and prove people wrong. That's the great – that's why people love sports. You get to change – hey, it don't matter what religion you are. It don't matter what color you are. It don't matter what economic place you come from. If you're rich, you're poor. You can't – that ain't got nothing to do with what happened between these lines. Between these lines, you can't pray your way out of this. You can't be rich and just get you a win. You got to work for everything. And that's why football is the highest level. So I tell people all the time, don't listen to me. I'm just a dude talking on the radio. You either <laughs> prove me right or prove me wrong, dog. And Baker got an opportunity this week to prove everybody wrong. Because this is the biggest game in his life. Because he could come back. If he come back against Joe Burrow on the road, Cincinnati, they done basically cut OBJ. He throw for four touchdowns at 400. Guess what? They throw him a parade. He got a parade coming the next week. Now, on the opposite end of the step. <laughs> <laughs> he's knocked out of the game. He's injured. He threw two interceptions. Joe Burrow looked better than him. And Jamar Chase is running around doing celebrations. Zenzo, it, it could be a long eight weeks. By the time we get to that, that Packers game. That's what I say. It's it's going one or two ways. Either, either you're going to see Baker take off like he did last year, similar to last year. Or, and then now you realize, all right, Baker's our guy. We're going to figure out how to make the money work. Yep. Or it goes the other way and you're and you're looking next year. Uh can we can we get Aaron Rodgers in here as a free agent? Can you we emotionally cheating by the by by week 15? You emotionally cheating. You didn't you didn't checked out of this relationship. Right. You're you trying you're to look at you on my space, you trying to jump on you 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 on you on you on uh Cupid, okay Cupid, you trying <laughs> yep. to find you know onlyfarmers.com trying to find you somebody to align more with your culture. <laughs> Oh yeah, you're like, oh, and, all right. Well, maybe next year we roll with Case Keenum for a year, and uh, we draft somebody and let him sit. That's exactly can we, what. You, can we can we get this person? 
You know, what I, mean? I I don't even want to talk about it. People, I, you know, we we don't want to get y'all in trouble. People already been already been telling me about Deshaun Watson. I can't do. I said, people, come on, man. I can't do that. Y'all trying to get me in trouble around here. We can't talk. We on your man. He got he got about forty lawsuits. He got to figure out first, man. I got to. Yeah. Is he on the protected list or uh-huh. what? What list are you on, man? So. Deshaun Watson would be on somebody else's team right now if he didn't have all the oh, okay. legal stuff going. Absolutely. I, I think somebody had already made the call. They're like, now, now, hypothetically speaking, Roger, <laughs> uh, if he were to get, uh, if he were to be on our team like next week, I mean, how long is it the Josh Gordon suspended system or is it more like the Kareem Hunt? I, I just need to know. And there's like, oh, oh, for real? Is it it's, four it's games or forever? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, it, it, it's, it's, it's the, you know, they got him on, on, on that, uh, what's the name, program? What's the receiver for the Jaguars we ain't seen ever again? Oh, uh, <laughs> Justin Blackman. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, he's on the Justin Blackman plan. <laughs> I was like, yeah, he's, he's on the Blackman list. Oh, okay, never mind. We never called. It's never happened. <laughs> the, the, Cle- the Cleveland fan base is somewhat divided. Either they – love Baker Mayfield and they're just going to die on that mountain or some fans are ready to move on. I don't know if where you're at G Bush uh, on that. I mean, do you think Baker can turn, turn this around, turn his career around or, or what are your thoughts on Baker Mayfield? Or are you ready to give that opinion yet? Well, well here, I mean, I've given, I've given, you know, you could go back and listen to my tweets. I'm the first person to always tell everybody I'm the most honest dude in the game. I said, man, the, the thing about radio hosts, you do shows enough where you do so many shows, people forget what your stance is, right? <laughs> like you just keep going, flip flop enough, people are like, oh, man, he's always right. No, we're not always right. I tell people openly, I like Johnny Manziel. I like Johnny coming out, and boy, was I wrong. Boy, was I wrong. I mean, this man had disguises. Who who has disguises? Like, think about it. It can't be that bad. There's, we, we've been in bad relationships before, right? Browns fans have been in horrible, toxic relationships. I mean, we had, a, we had our quarterback in a mask in disguise, gambling, drinking in Vegas on a week. Billy. It ain't that bad. I'll tell you about Baker. <laughs> Earlier this season, I, I tweeted this, man. Somebody can go find it. I said, yo, Baker's playing at a – he's playing against the Chiefs. I'm like, he's dropping dimes, man. Wait till, wait till, wait till we get OBJ back. It's going to be a problem. You know, I've said at certain points of time, man, this dude is the real deal. The problem with Baker is he's just inconsistent. It's not that he's a bad quarterback. He's just inconsistent. Now, the thing about Cleveland Browns fans is some of some people never bought it. They ain't never going to buy it, right? Think mm-hmm. about it. There's some people that don't like LeBron James. How you know like LeBron? Like, he, like <laughs> they, they think LeBron was the worst thing that ever happened to the Cavs. And I'm like, are you? I mean, he is the reason they won. Nah, they, they're never going to go off that mountain. And it's even worse for football. There's people who are so entrenched with, with, the, with the Baker thing. And I understand it because we saw it with – I mean, he has some of the same characteristics like, uh, 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 you know, we saw Col- people like Colt McCoy. Pe- people like – uh, 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 Brian Hoyer, they love, they like it. Th- those kids that are tough, gritty, uh, have moxie. They represent Cleveland. They they do it. People like that, and I can get, I get where they come from. And the reason I understand why they do that is because I understand, and they understand. Some people just are, will will say it. If 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 Baker isn't the guy, 
what's the alternative? There is no readily. There is no ready alternative. There's no cute trade that's already ready to go. There's no young backup behind him that's going to really come in the game and you can put your, your money on that guy. There is no, you can't tank enough to get the first pick overall. And this year, ain't even no shining quarterback coming from, from, from anywhere. If you say Baker ain't the guy, you got to then realize in your heart of hearts, oh, hell no, this is crazy. We might be back where we at. What's what, what? It does you no good to say he's not the guy now because you have to then start watching the games and be like, man, I don't want to have a new quarterback. I don't want another young guy. And then we get a young guy. They're gonna say, well, it's his first year. Then he's gonna say, well, he don't got no receivers. Then we got to get an offensive line. Then he got to get comfortable. That's another four and a half, five years, and we do not want to do that. See, so and I- that scares the hell out of me, G Bush. <laughs> That's, I mean, I'm just being honest, bro. If we, if we run him out the door, I don't want to go through another 20 years of looking for a quarterback, man. We've already done, we've already done that. It's, it's so tough. I've seen prognosticators. And here's how you know it's tough. They didn't flip-flopped. Even the top guys, McShay, Kuyper, uh, Browns radio hosts, Browns analysts, uh, guys at PFF, they flip-flop on it. You know why? Because they even understand that. You know, it's just something like you, you got a wife at home. I've been divorced before. You know, the, you know, you know the, the, the hardest part of, about being in a terrible relationship with a wife you don't really like, this ain't going to work, is the fact that you're saying, man, well, I didn't gain 100 pounds. I don't even know what to do. I, my clothes is outdated. you telling me I'm about to be in a club to 2 in the, court, in the morning? I got to learn how to date people all over again? Oh, swipe no, left, swipe no right? What, what is that all about? Yeah. <laughs> I got to call you on the phone? Like, yeah. you want – I cook my own meat. You want no parts of being 10 years past your prime in a single single game. And yeah. it's scary as hell to say, you know what? I'd rather be by myself than not have the right person. I'd rather be by myself, lonely, until I find the right person. And I don't care how long that takes. Sports is a little different. I can't do one in 31 again. No, That's what they're saying. No. no, and I, don't, and I don't want to live through that or go through that. The lines are... <laughs> the li- the li- the Lions are staring that right in the face, saying they they think they might go zero and seventeen, and it's you know, and, it, and it's tricky, man, because you know, Mikey P. We were talking earlier today uh, during our lunch break. If you get rid of Baker, you better be damn sure that he's not the guy, because what Baker will do is go to another team and show them to the promised land, and then what? And then you're you know. It's a, it's a tough situation, man. And I don't know the right answer. I personally, myself, I am a Baker fan. Um, but I do realize there's a problem. I hope it's not him. But this problem is bigger than my brain can compute. I don't know how to fix this. And I agree with you, winning cures everything. But I think it's a little bit deeper than that. I don't want – I don't – you said something I'm scared about right now. I You know, I can just say it. Like, people ask me, can Odell Beckham Jr. still play? Sure. I said, you know, he's 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 he he is is open on seventy four percent of his routes. That's higher than Devontae Adams. <laughs> people don't he, people aren't aware of, of that. When you when you talk his win grade as far as winning a route, breaking guys down, and being open, it's over eighty percent. You're like, well. so it's hard to look at those numbers and understand this because I always tell people. <laughs> 
here's how you know if somebody's good or not, right? I'll go back to relationships, right? If I break up with my wife or I get a divorce and I really think she's not a good person and I think I'm just totally over that, I don't care who she date. She can date my neighbor. She can date my cousin. I don't care. That's on y'all. Like That's your headache at this point. But if I feel like my wife actually looked better than me, she got got an upgrade, she got a job, she done been in the gym a little bit. Man, you like, bro, when, when she start working out, she didn't change her hair up a little bit. You see her at a picnic. You're like, dang, she had a picnic with this guy named Bob. Bob ain't even all that good looking. Bob what? Bob don't make more money, more money than me. And you look, now all of a sudden you don't like you don't like when she with Bob. Bob is regular. Mm-hmm. See, that means you still you still think she got it a little bit. She do got it because you looking. Same with Odell Beckham Jr. If he was not good. What if you put that? What if what if what if the Ravens pick him up? You you think, you think, <laughs> I want to see this man in a Ravens jersey? What about the Bills? No. What about what about what about the Raiders? What Can't about God it. forbid the Steelers? The problem is, you know, in your heart of heart, he can still play, <laughs> and he's gonna come back, and he's going to torch you. That's why. You don't want them. That's why people are like, no, send them to the Packers. They're like, who's Odell going to? Packers, Buccaneers. I'm like, whoa, whoa. if he can't play, why do you care? No one wants – Kevin Stefanski don't want him in the AFC because no. he knows that no. it's no, not a good look. The guy can play. The guy can play. He, he, he to me, is, is like a lot like Terrell Owens. When he first gets to your team, it's great having him there. You, you see all this potential. But – Every each one of us has probably worked with someone like this in our past yeah. where it's like as soon as things get remotely tough or not easy, they are looking for the easiest way out the door. And that's what OBJ is to me. He's that guy that's always looking for how can I get out of this situation and get to a better situation? And a fortune in life, sometimes things aren't always easy and you got to fight through it sometimes. And take the high road and he, I don't I think he didn't realize or know how to take it. And Terrell Owens did the same thing. I mean, the whole time he was with Dallas, like it was great when he got to Dallas at first. Him and Romo were the best friends. That's my quarterback. And then it just blew up so quickly. And it and that's what happens with polarizing superstar players like that. We saw it in Cleveland with LeBron and Kyrie. LeBron thinks he's uh, I'm I'm, I'm going to be the father figure to Kyrie. The whole time not realizing Kyrie's pissed as hell because He's got a dad. I don't need no father figure. He's like, I don't need a father figure. I have a dad. Yeah. he And so I, I think a lot of people don't. I always tell people like this, man. Um, Them personalities. That's why I always say leader. Like when you say what's a leader, I think there's that people don't realize what that really means. Leader, leaders, the best leaders understand that everybody is not an A player. I had to learn that the hard way. I was at work. I, I started managing people. I said, "Man, what's going on? I'm getting all these people. They, they listen. They can't. They, they ain't hitting. They ain't hitting their, their, their performance measures. These dudes be missing days at work. All this other stuff." And one of my bosses told me one of the one of the greatest things in the world. He said, "Listen." The way the job market work and way life gonna work is you're gonna have your A players who's gonna be there every day, 
they're going to be accountable for their own standards. They don't care about you because they just want to be great. They're great anyway. Those are A players. Anywhere they go, you plug them in anywhere, they're going to be A players because that's just how proficient they are. B players, good players, you know, guys that are just solid role players, do their thing. They're not going to, you know, you, you, you know, solid Joes. They're not going to rock the boat. They're going to come do their thing. They're going to show up to work, and you can motivate them and get a little more out of them. You give them incentives and, and pat them on the back. Great, they'll be players. But then you got C players. And the majority of life are C players, right? Everybody is in the A or B player. That's exceptional, and that's good. Average is okay. Average means I, I'm not killing you guys. I'm not – I ain't costing you no money. Uh, but, you know, I'm not going to be over and above. I'm going to have a couple bad days. I have a couple good days. I'm average. I'm in the medium. He said, what y'all got to understand is average is okay. What great leaders do, you're, we hired you to get the most out of the C players, maximize the ability for a, B players to become A players, and A players get a couple seasons out of them because you know what? A players, they don't stay for long. They always getting raises. They might be an entrepreneur. They might be going somewhere else. They they can just go study and just like, I'm going to study abroad because they that's how A players are. Those players are the top of the food chain. So your goal is to move everybody up a rank. And when you look at OBJ, you got to look and say, he he has the talent. You, you can debate whether it's A minus, B plus, whatever the case may be. But always look. And they say, why Tom Brady the GOAT? is because Tom Brady will take the disenfranchised. He takes the, the people that ain't really no good. He takes the C players. He takes D players. He takes A players that used to be B players that used to be A players, right? Mm-hmm. And he says, no, give me that guy. And you know what? Leonard Fournette to the world play hard for him. Antonio Browns of the world live, live and bleed with him, and because t- you know what, Tom Brady will bring you in. Don't even judge you. I don't care about none of that. You just catch the ball from me. Come on, Gronk. Don't worry about that. You come over, do the, and that's what they don't get it. They say, "What's the Tom Brady way?" It ain't the Patriot. It's the leadership. He gets the most out of his people. And Odell Beckham Jr. If he goes to the right spot, somebody will get the best out of him. Somebody will. It's just about for him and his agent to figure out where that where that spot is. And hope to God that's not the ASC North. Ah, listen, if this is right, I'm gonna tell you what. <laughs> I, I might have to gracefully bow. I can't. I can't do it, man. I can't. I can't be at these tailgates and these Browns pregame shows. It's. It already hurts me. It already hurts me that you got to think about this, and I give this to everybody. The Steelers is sitting back laughing at us again. They laughing at us again. We arguing whether or not we got a franchise guy and Big Ben is 24 and three. They telling us whether asking us, hey, you know, Mike Thomas just called us paper tigers, right? He said we got excited for that win. We we did. One of the worst things I think could have happened to the Browns was beating the Steelers in a playoff game. Because that is all we were listen, that was that's been our dreams. That's like if we can finally <laughs> get over the hump. And what you don't realize is getting over the hump one time is not consistency. You have not arrived. The Steelers do it every year, week after week after week after week after week. And they say the standard is the standard. And so the Browns can get that. It's not about being the best since 99. <sighs> That don't do nothing for nobody. The goal 
and the standard is to be a team that when people play the Cleveland Browns, they say they ain't gonna penalize themselves. They're gonna be physical. They're gonna they're gonna get the most out of their players, and they're gonna be competent. We haven't seen that on a consistent year to year basis. Yeah. If the if the Browns would have beat the Steelers on Sunday, are we sitting here having this conversation about OBJ right now? Probably not. No. No. It, it, it's just it's what it's one of those things that that, that gets exacerbated. I, I said this before. I said when Baker Mayfield, I said it. Oh my goodness, I hate it. Thursday, I said, look, the the coaching staff co-signed it. The organization said go play. Baker said he wanted to go play. The stakes is high then, because you just came off a win with with Case Keenum. Now he could have let him sit. And say, listen, we're gonna wait to after the bye week. We're gonna make sure you good because I want to make sure that we good. Because I think, honestly, I'm an honest guy. I mean, Case Keenum's not better than Baker Mayfield. I think Baker Mayfield, healthy, has a better arm, much better upside. He could do a lot more things. I'm not a hater. Like I, 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 I'll I'll tell you, Case Keenum, nah, that ain't it. That's not it. I said, but here's the thing: if you don't play Keenum, and he just got you a win, and you play Baker. The stakes are this. They're huge. Because now it's Pittsburgh. It's Ben Roethlisberger. It's is Baker cool? Is he hurt? Is he injured? And if you don't win the game, it'll come down to, well, is he hurt? Is he good? Whose fault is it? Why are we losing? We four and five. What's going on? Like, those are the stakes involved with, you know, you coming back from injury saying that you give your ch- team a best chance to win. Now, I'm not going to stop him from doing that. He's earned that. See, some people get the right to earn. Kevin Stefanski, your coach of the year, you've earned the right to say, okay, this is how we're going to move. Baker Mayfield, you're the number one overall pick. You said the organization will give you five years to figure out if you're the guy. You win what, four? All right, you earn the right to come back and say to figure out over Case Keenum. Now, <laughs> if, you, if you don't win and you didn't and you didn't get any points, they gotta now. You gotta point to whose fault is it they didn't get no points? Odell's, Kevin Stefanski's, or Baker's? Notice we didn't say Jarvis. Notice we didn't say Jarvis, right? Um, I got a theory about that, but you notice Jar- Jarvis is the one who dropped the ball. Jarvis dropped three balls and fumbled, right? But we don't we don't talk about the that. penalties. The penalties, penalties were 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 crushing because they were all pre motion penalties and. Uh, those, those five yard penalties are just killer, especially on the, I think, uh, what Higgins was a third was a, what third and seven created a third and 12, uh, j- just silly penalties. Like you, you can't false start at home. Like I, I had a rule. I had a rule when I, when I coach football uh, players and it was, I'll give you guys a false start on the road. Crowd's going to get into it. You're, you're going with the silent count. Sometimes it's going to happen. It's part of the game. But at home, that's ridiculous. That's, that's just Bush League, and it can't happen. And, and that happened to us three or four times Sunday. Uh, I ask you this. I ask you guys a question. I mean, does this look – I mean, this looks like the Freddie Kitchens team. It, it looks a lot like it. Like, they look undisciplined. You had, I mean – I, the guy showing up, like a lot of people are blaming Miles Garrett because he showed up dressed in Halloween costume. It's Halloween. There's, that had no impact or uh, on the game at all. Um, but just they didn't seem to play with any like 
enthusiasm. Like even on Dearness Johnson's touchdown, like OBJ storming off the field. You see some guys aren't even celebrating. Like half the guys are celebrating, the other half are getting off the field. Um, there was just no energy. There wasn't any pop to that game. Like I felt like there was a lot of pop in the game Thursday night when we played the Broncos. I feel like they were, yeah. they were on edge. Yeah. At Steelers week, like if you're not going to get up for that week, like it, it, <laughs> we, we got to talk. Keep, I keep saying it, man. I just, I just keep going back to it. I just keep going back to it. I think, and one thing we will say is as a quarterback, you got to realize that it, 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 it fall. You're going to get, when, when the game changed and they started saying franchise quarterback, it changed the way casual fans watched the game. It put the onus on the quarterback, right? When they started saying quarterbacks is getting $200 million, it was a separation. It's almost like <laughs> you ever had somebody that got to lead the lunch line for one day when you was in elementary school? Yeah. Like, I can't stand him. He get to lead the lunch line. It's only because he turned his homework in. I mean, how many times did I turn my homework in? She pick it arbitrarily that Johnny gonna lead the lunch line. Quarterbacks automatically lead the lunch line automatically, right? We they lead. They they're the number one picks. That you know they go. They fall. that that onus that you take. That's on you. So a lot of the times, when you look at a team. That may come out flat, a team that may not be excited. You got to play counselor. You got to play babysitter. You got to play cheerleader. You got to play disciplinarian. You you got to do all of those things as a quarterback in order to get your team. And after a certain point in time, I, here's 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 where they could have stopped all this to start with. When when the national media started saying that the Cleveland Browns and local media for that part, and fans. We'll just call everybody what it is. When they said, are you, does the Cleveland Browns play better without Odell Beckham Jr. while he was getting surgery? You know what You know what a, you know what a, a, a leader would have did? He could, hey, look, man. I know y'all think what y'all want to, but that's garbage. We ain't not going to talk about Guys that lay it down on, on, on the field for, for the Browns. Odell Beckham Jr. is one of the best receivers in the game, and I'm riding with him, period. There's nothing we need to talk about. You guys need to stop that nonsense about he ain't good or we play better. How you play better with one, but I, one of the best receivers in the game? I talk to him all the time, and we can't wait to get him back. If you approach it like that, it deads it. It stops it because now you – he, he's emphatic. And what it also does, it offers an olive branch to a guy who may be alienated, just like Greedy Williams. When they say good, people used to reach out to Greedy and say, Greedy, listen, y'all need to stop with that Greedy Williams soft stuff. Like the dude, the dude can't feel his arm and y'all talking about he's soft. People came to his back and then it changes the way you think about it. But sometimes you got to be able to do them little small little things like that and it changes. But guess what? Baker going through his own stuff. Right. He he's trying to they ain't give him no contract. So how you going to be trying to hype somebody else up over here and you feel like people have to town don't like you as a franchise quarterback. So mm -hmm. you, see, you see how things work. You can see it from both sides a little bit. You can kind of see where 
He's like, man, I'm in, I'm trying to figure this thing out for myself. They're telling me I'm in too many progressive commercials. I ain't going to tell you to worry about Odell Beckham. And you see how the disconnect happens. So now on Sunday, you, you see a team widening out instead of being together. And, and that's the way st- division starts. Were, were you surprised? We're, we're going to get into the Bengals in just one minute. But were you surprised that Dearness Johnson – didn't get a lot of carries on Sunday. I mean, obviously, Thursday night against the Broncos, he balled out 146 yards. This past Sunday, he only had four carries for 22 yards. Average five and a half yards per carry. Did find the end zone, by the way. Did that surprise you at all? A little bit, but it doesn't surprise me a lot. See, the only problem I have with Kevin Stefanski is this. He, we tell ourselves we're a run-first team all the time. Until he re- abandons the run. See, where was where was the run first tendencies when we played in, the, in, in against the Chiefs last year in the playoffs? You look up at Kareem Hunt, doesn't touch the ball. You know, you got two of the best backs in the game. You 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 got uh, Kareem, or, or Nick Chubb that doesn't touch the football that much in the second half. So if you're going if you're gonna be a run first team. You're supposed to do that come hell or high water. That's what you do, right? That's that's how you you establish yourself. The problem I got with Stefanski sometimes is past his 15 – see, past the scripted plays, past his 10 to 15, 20 scripted plays, you got to think about it. Where does the offense go? Where was where it at? You know, you all the main points that you've ever had, the big-time scoring outbursts, Tennessee, that game was close in the end because Joe Woods just decided I want to play prevent defense. The <laughs> Dallas Cowboy game exploded. You, you didn't get no points after that. You, you got Odell bailed you out on the reverse, but you scored all your points that game. Joe Woods, once again, where was you at? Uh, the, the game this year, Kansas City twice. You've been in those games. The game this year, you was winning. But <clears throat> where are you with that? Because it just seems like Guys just miss out of your game plan. Your run-pass mix go off. You, you start doing things like you ran a draw play against the Chargers, man. <laughs> you ran a draw play on third and ten, and you had a chance to go down and win that football game. Why would you run a draw play on third and tw- – What that, that, that signals to your team either you're not in it mentally or you are concentrating on too many things. Maybe Van Pelt need to take over this. Because here's my thing. I mean, what are we talking about here? Like, you, you can't have those type. If you talk about people, it's hard to tell you guys, hey, guys, you can't have no mental errors. Don't be jumping off sides. And, and Ronnie Harrison, don't you don't you be headbutting people out of bounds. I don't know what the heck's wrong with him. I don't know what Ronnie Harrison, what place he's on. Uh, but it's hard to tell your players that when they sit back and say, why are we going for it on fourth and twelve? We could have, you know, we ain't we 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 ain't got we're not moving the ball like that. We ain't scoring like that. We we might need to need that field goal, right? And like when you run the ball on third and twelve, and you say you don't have the the faith in your offense to get you any points, but then you turn the ball and give it to Justin Herbert, and they're throwing the ball. He throw for five hundred yards. You saying, well, why does he have faith in my coach? That's once again. You lose confidence a little bit. You lose a little confidence a little bit when you see that. And I don't know about y'all, but it seems to me the league has called the league has caught on to to some of the stuff the Browns are doing. The boot at the bootlegs ain't working like they used to. 
people are just <laughs> defensive end is just running upfield like no we don't believe you I mean some of the, the downfield throwing it's just to me it leaves a lot to be desired and I don't know if it's time we we Freddie Kitchens again remember we talked about is Freddie gonna call the plays good grace is you gonna call the play uh, I I can't do this no more no I think you gotta you you gotta at some point uh be the man in charge and let someone else be the play caller. It's it, you can even see it in Kansas. It's in Kansas city. It's starting to, to, to kind of show itself. Like, yeah, that's and, a- Andy, Andy Reed's done the same thing when he was in Philly, like after a while as a play caller, like his, the play calling just gets stale. It's, it's not a problem to switch it up every, every now and then, like give them different looks or you pay them a different Exactly. <laughs> They on the payroll, dog. <laughs> they they put they in the, they in the offensive room when you're putting the game plan together, you know. And, and I think one of the things that we can take a look at would he have handled this situation a little better between Odell and Baker if he was not handcuffed to the playbook? It's hard to worry about what people saying on Instagram when you gotta do you gotta get the team, you gotta do a lot of different things. It's just. You know, I, I I don't know at what point and how far you got to go, but you we know all all too well, play callers don't give the ball up like that. They don't give the, they don't give the call sheet up like that. You, the, yeah, the, owner, the owner damn near has to come down and say, nah, we ain't doing this no more. If if they did, maybe you know I, I could see it maybe after the bye week. You know, after we play Baltimore and then the bye possibly, because even Stefanski says you know you do a lot of self evaluating during that bye week and you look at you do look at the past you look at where you went wrong and 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 you know obviously they're talking about it right I mean he's you said it G Bush he's a smart guy um I think I agree with you on that maybe that is time for him to give up the play calling so he can just focus on coaching this football team because we need a coach you know and I, I do think Stefanski is the guy but you know may, maybe you know, an offensive play caller and a coach, that's just too much to, to know what's all going on in the game. There's a lot going on in that game. Man, we we kind of – and I think this too. I, I haven't said this. So I thought I was going to do a video on it. But <laughs> I, I, I I think maybe, maybe the Browns maybe, – maybe we got caught up in that, that COVID season, man. I, I mean, you know, when COVID happened, you, you got to put yourself back in that, that bubble and think like, we was just trying to. We didn't. People weren't in school. Guys was catching COVID out of nowhere. We didn't know what it was. It wasn't a vaccine. It was just like people was just. You know, people can't. They cancel school. It was like a whole year where a whole lost generation of people didn't have prom, didn't have senior football, senior anything, right? And in the midst of all this, the world is shut down, and the NFL decides let's keep playing, right? They don't have any preseason. They don't have an offseason. They just say, let's do Zoom, and we're going to go to these empty stadiums across the country, and we're going to play these games. Now, in that environment, with nothing to lose, and you got a first-year quarterback or coach, and you got some guys, you're not you're thinking to yourself, well, hey, man, this is crazy. Maybe, maybe, maybe you know, we just out here playing football. We just trying to, we just, whatever we get, we'll be happy with, right? You know, I'm just trying to see football. How many off times do we say that? And then Browns do well. They come out and they make the playoffs and all that good stuff. They beat the Steelers. But then you come back this year. And now it's different. You you ain't just showing up at no stadium. Now it's, oh, I got to prepare. Oh, I got the Thursday night game. Oh, there's crowds involved. Oh, there's expectations involved. Oh, this is what they be talking. See, it's different. 
I tell you, it, it, it's 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 the jump from even going from college to pros. It's just different. The intensity is different. And if you're a coach that's been used to that, that's why I always tell you, don't don't throw don't don't be running around here talking about the Steelers are done. And, you know, think about the way the Ravens handled twenty people on IR. They got more <laughs> people on IR than we do. And guess what Harbaugh does? It's not new to him. He's like, oh, we're going to do – the Ravens and the Steelers are who they are. I, and, and, and the crazy part about it is you can't wish for their downfall. You can't just wish because they were good with Flacco. They were good with Roethlisberger. Guess what? They good with Lamar Jackson. They, mm-hmm. They're going to run what they run. They're going to run and do what they need to do. And I keep saying it. The Browns have to hang their hat on something. Something. What is it? You got better talent, but what do you do? What what is your what do you who are you? And until you got that, people are gonna challenge you every step you get. Who are you, bro? We you ain't won nothing. And 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 they still look at the Browns like that way. They do. Yep. Well, here's where we're at. We're four and four. The season's not over. But I think all three of us would agree this is last week was a must win. This is a must must win. It was said earlier this could, could go one or two ways. Either the team, you know, with the OBJ news, the team can form together as one unit and come together and finish the season out and make the playoffs. Or it could totally go off the tracks and blow up in flames. And I think that that, that question will be answered this week. We're going to find out exactly who the Cleveland Browns are when they face adversity this Sunday against the Cincinnati Bengals. Mikey P, put your crystal ball on. What do you think is going to happen, man? What, what, is your, what are your thoughts on this game against Cincinnati? I, I see it going south on us i just see everything going on um i think the Bengals are just a better i mean even before this happened i thought the Bengals were playing better football than we were uh you know they, they're gonna they're gonna be playing a little ticked off this week you know they they had a game against the jets that they let slip away and um i think the Bengals get us 24 20 g bush same question I can't lie, man. I, you know, I got my Browns preview um, uh, that we, we we did with John Costco, and I, I just said, man, I I didn't have going into the season. I had them losing against the Cardinals. You see how that happened? I said, listen, I told them last week, yeah, I better start talking about the Steelers, man. They they beat the Bills at at Buffalo, like we just didn't see that. And this game, I've been saying it all along. I, you know, I said, you know, how many teams could the AFC North? get in the playoffs three possibly but i did not think it wouldn't be the browns as one of those three and the cincinnati Bengals are playing well they i mean they got a guy joe mixon is just steady eddie uh their defense are playing a lot better hendrickson and hubbard i like them at defensive end they're playing more aggressive they got t higgins they got jamar chase uh you, you know tyler boyd i mean they got a solid and you got joe burrow and, and 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 he, you know, he he's the definite leader. You see what happened when uh, when uh, LSU lost. <laughs> and Ogeron asked him how 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 popular and how uh, how important Joe Burrow is. His career is over. Uh, so, 
my thing is, I look at this game and I say, I got I got the Bengals. I, I didn't say it anywhere. I got the Bengals. They're at home. They're playing um, better football. I think they're playing overall better offensive. Offensively, they're playing a better unit um, together. And I just got I got them. I got the Bengals winning this game. Something like thirty four seventeen. You know, oh, guess, so you're thinking you're thinking blowout. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not thinking blowout, blowout. I think they might get. It might be. It might be. You saw about thirty four or thirty four seventeen. It might be twenty seven fourteen, and they put put a little something on late. But it got all the spellings for it. It has all the spelling. This has all the all the spellings of uh, a Terry Pluto article or a Mary Kay article in the paper saying the wheels didn't fell off. It has all the makings of it. Because here's the thing, you're on the road, you play an AFC North team, and they smell you. What do you think they tell you? What do you think they're saying in Cincy? Smell oh, blood is in the and they're not gonna be caught off guard. They're already playing the games from last year, being like, Yeah, remember when he did this to us and came back and was like 22 straight passes and five touchdowns? Don't underestimate this dude this week. We're not gonna do that. They're gonna be dialed in. I got the Bengals in this game. You know, the, the Bengals, it's kind of a head-scratcher a little bit. I mean, you know, you look at their losses. They just lost to the Jets, to a quarterback that's never played in the league before. Right. They lose to the Bears, you know, with Justin Fields. They lost to the Packers. That's understandable. Their wins, though, um, you know, they beat the, the Vikings, which we also beat. They beat the Steelers. You know, that was a good win. They beat the Jaguars. Everybody beats them. The Lions, everybody beats them. But the, 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 when they caught everybody's attention was when they smoked in their house the Baltimore Ravens the week before last. That, that, that right there is what turned a lot of heads. But are you really buying into I mean, I know the Bengals have a lot of weapons. I get it. They do. They have Jamar Chase. They have T. Higgins, Joe Burrow, Mixon. I mean, I, they do have a lot of weapons, but so do we. I don't know, man. I mean, could could I see the Bengals coming out and just torching us? Absolutely. I could see that. Can I see the, the Browns coming out and playing a good game and it comes down to the very end? Yeah, I could see that too. This is this is a must win for the, for the Browns. Um, the AFC North is – legit um you know before last week it was potential all four teams could possibly make the playoffs you know that's that's what we're looking at you know and now the browns are sitting at 10th place in the conference if they lose this i mean you could pretty much just (laughs) you know baker go ahead and get your surgery bud (laughs) you know we'll we'll, we'll pack it in for next year that's where we're at right now i think let me tell you that let me let me tell you that (laughs) this is devastating Man, this season with the – you can tell, like, I, this ain't just contrived. I mean, I did, like, four or five interviews, right? This ain't just something I'm just, like, I'm processing it just like y'all processing it, man. Look at – think about this. You just said, Baker, go ahead and get that surgery. Everything is good. Do you know that's the worst-case scenario? Because now think about it. <laughs> Baker gets surgery. Who sold? Like, if you didn't – if you were on the fence about Baker, we all know there's a left side and there's a right side, and and some people think he ain't never gonna play or never was good. Some people think that that he's been been proved he's a franchise guy. But the bottom line is is the organization has not come to that conclusion. And if mm-hmm. Baker Mayfield ends a season in which the Browns have all this hope, this promise, they move Odell, uh, you know, they still got these guys, and then he has to go out 
with, with like surgery and he don't play the rest of the game, rest of the season, what do we do next year? I mean, you're in no man's land. You're in zero. You don't know anything. People will be even more entrenched because they're going to say, it's been five years. Now you had a surgery. Now we don't. What do, what do we have? And we and we and technically, you might be down to Donovan Peoples Jones and Schwartz. You're telling yourself <laughs> those are your number one and two receivers. That's I mean, sound. yeah, I mean that that's the exact reality we might be faced with. I mean, even I was kind of being dramatic, you know, go at Baker get that surgery, but you know, we got a lot of games left. I I'm not totally sold that Baker can last the rest of the season just with that injured shoulder. I, you know, that's anybody's guess. Um, you know, Andrew Berry is faced with a tough decision no matter what after this season. He, he, I mean, he he gonna want what he want. He gonna want a certain amount of money. And the thing, and the evaluation that you make, and I've always said this, and I, I don't, I don't look at it like the name on the back of the jersey. I, I even look at it from a a, a a financial standpoint. I'm mad at the Odell thing because we wasted capital. See, there's there's things invested in Odell. It's it's you you, you lost picks, you lost money. He takes up cap space. You moved assets and players. To get him, you you was you essentially got nothing for him. So you 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 use capital and, and resources to get him. So now you just you lost those. Now, ask yourself this: If you go into next year and you got Donovan Peoples Jones and Hollywood Higgins and and, and and Schwartz, can you honestly say? that you're even going to get a real evaluation on whether or not Baker Mayfield can be a dude now. Now you don't move back past the the medium spot because now you say, what if they start the season off next year and they don't play very well? The next, the next, the next comment is, well, I mean, this, this, this receiver core is, is void of talent. Mm-hmm. Don't have a, a Donovan Peoples Jones. We like him here, but he was a six round pick. You know, Schwartz was a guy who played in an offense in Auburn, and all he got is jet reverse reverse sweeps. He never even was a downfield threat. And we know Hollywood Higgins has been cut from the team twice and brought back. So now, are we going to say that we can make a proper evaluation on Baker Mayfield without top-flight receivers? Now we've gone back two, three years. Now we've gone back past the point where now we say we don't even need – you know, at one point in time we said we don't even need Odell Beckham Jr. We just got so many weapons. We just – we got everything moving, tight ends, full. Now I would have to – I would say if you're going to bring him back and you don't – and then you might even have Wyatt Teller. You're not going to have Njoku. That, those guys are gone. Wyatt Teller's outplayed his contract. You can't pay him. Dearness Johnson's going to be gone. He's outplayed his contract. So, so here's my thought process. You still might have to bring in another receiver just to evaluate whether Baker's the guy or not, right? And there's plenty of them out there, right? There's there's always receivers out there, you know, for free agency, uh, the draft. Uh, you know, I think what you're talking about is probably picking up a free agent wide receiver to to come in and you know, yes, yeah, oh yeah, you, yeah, because. Because to me, this team is still even even as constituted. The Browns are one of the best teams in the league as far as talent wise. They they they're loaded. They're still loaded today. Mm-hmm. Even today, without Odell Beckham, they're still loaded. 
that's why they still have an opportunity to win these games, right? Because they can be in these games because they're that loaded. But here's the thing. If they don't figure out this down-the-field passing, it's going to be a glaring issue. And that's on Kevin Stefanski. That's going to be on him. First play of the game. Yeah. (laughs) First play of the game. If you see a deep ball shot (laughs) to Anthony Schwartz, that that (laughs) will be the biggest offense. If Baker is in the if Baker is in the pistol this week. I he just, might as well uh, just go. Listen, hey Baker. We, hey, listen. Where, 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 where's uh? Listen, where, where, where's the Oklahoma coach? What's his name? <laughs> they love oh, him. Uh, Lincoln Riley. Hey, Lincoln Riley. What's that play? Go ahead and fax over that PDF of that playbook you had with Oklahoma. Give me, give me Baker in the gun and, and Baker in the, in the pistol. If you come out and see that, I'm gonna laugh. I'm gonna just laugh. I'm gonna be like, oh, yeah. well, they didn't, they didn't turn the page. <laughs> yeah. I'm just getting too old and, and too, like I've been through too many coaching changes, quarterback changes. Like I just want like, give me, give me, give me, just give me a decade of stability. You don't even have to give me a Super Bowl. Just give me a decade of stability. We was close. I'm going to tell y'all don't, y'all don't understand fellas. Y'all don't understand. I hope this thing, don't. I hope the wheels don't fall off this thing because to me, they was this close. They was disc. This is the best roster, bar none. This roster in their sleep can beat the '80s Browns in their sleep. Let me take that back. Yeah, if they I don't let know Bernie about that. Kosar have all day. He'll <laughs> eat them up too, Joe Wood. <laughs> if you well, don't put uh, Bernie, he'll eat you up. I don't know. Hanford Dixon and Frank Minifield might have something to say about yeah, that. They might. They <laughs> might lock, You know what? They might lock. Matter of fact, if you think we can't pass the ball, ball downfield now, uh, yeah, they might not get no money off then either. Yeah. Well. Uh, <laughs> We we actually had Felix Wright on on the, on the show a couple weeks ago, and he actually even said that uh, he talked among himself and other defenders, and during that time that Bernie was the hardest quarterback to read because the way he threw the ball, he'd throw off his back foot, he'd throw off the front foot, he would just throw at these weird arm angles, and uh, it's funny when they talk about Pat Mahomes. I was like, yeah, Bernie didn't have the arm Pat Mahomes did, but he threw some. Freaking weird angles and like, and I'm gonna tell you what. If you ever had a chance, I, I've had an opportunity to talk to Bernie about a handful of times. I, I mean, when I on no first name basis, and I, I call him up and dial him up. But <laughs> when I've talked to him, I, there's one thing that that is bar none. When you talk about him, you know, breaking down the the game of football, by far one of the most one of the most brightest minds football minds in the game if you ever have an t- opportunity to sit down and talk to bernie and the way he described the game and the way how he talks about the game man he, he, i could do it all day and twice on sunday man because the way he breaks that thing down ain't nobody is precise man he talks about the reads the audibles you got to make the sight checks uh, uh the different types of throws you got to make against different types of coverages and, and and I sat there and talked to him for about a tw- good 20 minutes. We it, it was just all on football. Um, so Bernie Kozar, as far as being a genius-level guy, knowing what defense is trying to do, offensive is doing. And people don't remember, Bernie was out here calling his own stuff. Mm-hmm. Bernie was calling – Bernie Bernie back then, there was a couple guys – there was a lot of guys back then about the 80s. Jim Kelly called his own stuff. 
Uh, you had Dan Marino uh, calling plays, but one of those guys that was out there calling his own stuff was Bernie Kosar. He had complete hmm. control. He would go into the playbooks. He'd call run passes. He was one of the first ones to do that, and, and a lot of people don't be knowing that about Bernie. Real quick, is Baker Mayfield on this team two years from now? G. Bush, go. Why don't you ask me this until after this season? I, I could, <laughs> I could right. tell you. That's, that's can fair. You me, can you tell me? I, no, I don't, I don't shy away from no que- no questions. Um, I would say, I would say, yeah, yeah. the The reason, the reason I would say, yeah, because they they put their mark in the sand, right? I mean, they basically said they taken out of the whole situation. They're gonna take Baker's side, right? Given the fact that we've we seen given the fact that you take the temperature as a businessman, as a businessman, you take the temperature of, of your fan base. Not about, I, I said earlier, in San Francisco and LA, you know, they made deals and, and moved on from their quarterback. Philadelphia, those are different football cities. For the Cleveland Browns, I don't know if the Haslam's have enough cachet built up to make that move, right? You, know, you see, I mean, just a couple years ago, you know, Haslam's weren't the darlings that they are right now. You know, they get Stefanski, they win a playoff game, it keeps the dogs off a little bit. But I don't know if, unless it, unless the wheels fall off this year, I, I think he'll do enough to get a to get a contract. The real question is, is he does he have a high enough ceiling? to beat a team and to beat some of the better teams when he's making a lot of money. And that's what we need to right. see. We need to see that. Right? Yeah. That that's yeah. that's the that's the that's the thing. And like I said, right now we we talking after a, a day of really emotional things and emotions running high. But like we said, I'm not dumb or naive to think that the Cleveland Browns aren't good enough or have enough talent to come out here and beat the Bengals cuz they could totally do that. We my need to. Is, <laughs> Gosh, we need my to. question is, what do you do? Can Are you good enough to beat the Ravens, then come back on a bye, game plan them again, and then beat the Ravens again? Right. That That's where I want to look. Can, what, what are you doing against the Packers? I, I think the, that Raiders is a trap game. That's a tough game to win. I just think that these games is so – moving forward, I, I, I think it'll show a lot about this organization and it'll show a lot about Kevin Stefanski. That if we can look back at the re- end of the year and the Browns are in the wild card or Browns are in the in the playoffs, and we say, "Wow, remember we was four and four, and we cut Odell Beckham Jr. and and now look, we in the playoffs, we still got a shot, right?" That would say a lot about Baker. It would say a lot about the organization, and it would say tremendous amounts about Kevin Stefanski. It's yes. in front of them, see if they can go do it. There's a lot of football left. Uh, a I lot. Mean, and we had some good things happen last week, like. Uh, I mean, I didn't expect the New England to to handle the Chargers the way they did. Didn't expect the Bengals to lose to the Jets. Um, there's a New lot of teams that have lost some games that they, they shouldn't have lost or have looked. And uh, I compare this situation a lot to uh, a couple years ago when the Steelers got rid of Antonio Brown. They figured we can replace Antonio Brown a hell of a lot easier than we can Big Ben right now. Yeah, and I think I that's mean, the same way we're looking at. We can. We can replace someone with equal to even possibly more talent in that wide receiver room as we can quarterback right now. If there was, 
if next year uh, there was five potential Hall of Famers coming out in the draft, it might be a different story. But yeah, there there's three guys that they're talking about right now that weren't even first like these mock drafts you see. There's three quarterbacks they got in the first round weren't even talked about until the last month. Yeah, that's the way. See, that's the, that's the way thing. That's the way things go. Yeah. Um, it all depends about what, what what your thoughts are. Hey, it it goes and and this is the hard part. Are you gonna pay? You gonna what are you paying here? Are you paying forty million? Because here's what's gonna happen. I'm just be honest with you. Uh, Lamar Jackson's the next guy up. Mm-hmm. He's gonna probably be the highest paid quarterback. He's not. He may not get Patrick Mahomes money. Patrick Mahomes is in the forty. 40 plus million range, but Allen is very close. And he's going to say, look, I want more than Allen got because I'm an MVP and I take my team to the playoffs all the time too. And I, you, you live and die with my legs. So here you go. He's yep. going to get that bag. Now you just got to understand and ask yourself, where does Baker Mayfield slot? Is he going to get 20? I don't think he'll take 20. Do you, I think he'll take 30. He may think about 30. But his agent is saying to him, like, hey, you're the number one pick. Listen, we need at least 34, 35. And if you do 34, 35, and you look where that number puts you, you know, I, I, I've i already looked at the math, and there's a lot of different people. And, you know, guys like Denzel Ward, to me, have already played themselves out of the extension that much. But, you know, Denzel Ward, when he comes up, Denzel Ward is going to want almost – uh, Marlon Humphrey money. He's gonna want Jalen Ramsey money. He's gonna want that. To to mm. me, played he has been playing uh, not very well. Uh, best, does that bear that out? Pro he doesn't play enough. <laughs> he doesn't play enough either, and he's hurt every year. So, you know, there's a lot of, and, and I think, and I, I just want to remind everybody: you're everybody thinks the window. <laughs> That's why I hate when people write the Browns window is they're the youngest team in the league. And I said, man, I was I mean, I remember when 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 the, when the Oklahoma City Thunder had Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook, and James Harden on the same team and a young defensive player of the year, Serge Ibaka, and they never won a thing because windows are fickle. You're good. I remember the Indianapolis coach. They got the, the uh, a franchise guy. He's he's nobody. Nobody has the pedigree of Andrew Luck. I ain't seen Andrew Luck in four years. What happened to that window? <laughs> they people get hurt. People turn out to be out, out to be out to be good. I mean, we franchise universal guys. I mean, come on. Remember, it was RG three and Andrew Luck. Can't miss. Can't miss. They missed. Carson wins. Carson Wentz, you miss. Marcus Mariota and Jameis Winston, one and two. Oh, they, they, oh, these guys are already gone, done. Like they're they're on. Like I mean, these are things that happen that set you back five years. Sometimes set you back. Now I got I go a question. I, I ask y'all boys. Y'all ask me all the questions. Let me ask you a question. If the Browns had it all over to do, would the Browns take Baker Mayfield number one overall? So I'm going back to that draft, and now the question would, is knowing what you know now. Knowing what I know now, 
Josh Allen would have been my pick. But Josh Allen is the type of player, him and Lamar, because I'd, I'd take either one of those two right now over Baker. But going back to that, neither one of those two would have survived Hugh Jackson and Freddie Kitchens. That's Lamar, a, that's a, Lamar that's would probably be hurt. Probably would have <laughs> broke a leg or something. And got We would have got him hurt. RG or, or RG3 style. And Josh Allen just just would have been too much because they every year basically dumbed down the offense for him and just and just kept spoon feeding it to him until now he's the player that he is. And I Josh Allen wouldn't have survived Hugh Jackson and, and Freddie Kitchens. I think Baker had the mentality to get through that. Um, but if I had to do it all over again, I mean Josh. I like Josh Allen that draft coming out. Like I thought Josh Allen had the elite arm talent, but I just don't think if we would have drafted him, like we probably would have ruined him with, with that situation. I mean, we, we, we still we still working on ruining a lot of people, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, knowing what I know now, the the answer for me would be Josh Allen. Right. I mean, L- Lamar Jackson, I-, I thought the knock on him would be he would get hurt, but that is so far from the truth. That guy, he deserves to get paid. You'd mentioned about who's get first to get paid. Lamar Jackson deserves it. He's done nothing but win since he's been in this league. Josh Allen, legit, you know, um, they-, they have a d- dynamic team. But we can't we can't go back and, you know, in the past, we, we have to live with, you know, what what the decisions that we made and you know baker mayfield is here i I haven't lost hope in them um this year is going to be interesting to see what they're going to do you know is it the fifth year option is it the long-term deal that's probably another discussion but uh you know i'm I'm not off baker mayfield Uh, you know i've been a fan since we've we drafted him um I, i think he's 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 good for us. Um, I, I would like to see him be more consistent. You know, that's probably the biggest knock on on Baker Mayfield right now. He's just not consistent. The the throws aren't consistent, and um, he's missing receivers. You know, yeah, and I just I don't know how I don't know how to fix that. That's the thing. I'm I'm it, not a quarterback whisperer. <laughs> he has the talent. Um, he does. I, I don't want to. And here's the thing. I've I've said this all along. I mean. It's not like he's garbage. I mean, if you right. look at the last last part of you know the eight games since you know the last part of last year, he was grading like a, a top three quarterback in all the statistical categories. Right, the top two guys, Patrick Mahomes and and, and Aaron Rodgers. That, that that's right. a fact, you know. But he also has to take the totality of it, and and I think sometimes we're gonna see. And it's a great thing about it. We'll see. It's just on. It's him now. It's it's you like you it's on you like he's gonna he's gonna get all of the credit or he's gonna get all of the you know he's gonna get all the blame which right. sucks but that's just what we sign up for but now they've moved that away and also they've moved it away so that Kevin Stefanski also has now is starting to and I would be very wary if I was people right. He the, the way organizations work, they good, man. These com- these companies, they they really good. You gotta think about it. I love the way they be operating on t- on time. They said, listen, we're gonna move one of these things. We're gonna move one piece out the way. Go ahead. Odell Beckham gone. Cause you know why? We 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 didn't trade for you, bro. Now that next that next shoe, and we ain't gotta be rocket sciences, no. 
The only thing saving Kevin Stefanski, he got it in his back pocket. And everybody got it, right? Every coach has it. If you if you draft a quarterback and he don't ball, you don't get a second bite at the apple. But Kevin Stefanski is smart. He said, I'm going to go all in. He realized that if he goes all in and plays his role and says, hey, I'm going to get the most out of these guys. He could buy himself another year with Odell Beckham Jr. All right, you got to go. They already said that you wasn't working. It wasn't working. Cool. You got to go. That value some time. Now you good, right? You're like, oh, I'm back. We good. That second thing, he got a, he got a year on that. Now next year, if it don't work, he can always say, I invested my time, energy. We built a roster around him. It just didn't work out here for Baker. Um, but I didn't draft him either. Every coach has the right to draft their their their, their own quarterback. I I I have a way that I want to run my system. I didn't get an opportunity to do that. And as ownership, I am the coach of the year. You owe me that. So they'll give it to him and he'll they'll say, Oh yeah, you're right. <laughs> we got he got some more time because he gets to get his guy in here. Mm-hmm. These are smart, these guys smart. I love them. I love the chess game. That, that was a brilliant move. It was brilliant. He did exactly what he did. Barry, they, and, and you know what the thing is? They on one accord. That's what killed the rest of the people. They ain't in lockstep. If you don't get somebody, if you get a buddy, if you're going to do a crime, do it with somebody or do it by yourself. Do it with somebody you know can, can handle the consequences or do it by yourself so nobody, you ain't got to deal with nobody. You just deal with what you did, right? Right. Barry ain't saying nothing. Stefanski ain't saying much, and I ain't heard from Jimmy Haslam in years. So, <laughs> <laughs> smart people. Let, let's uh, let's let's go ahead and land this plane. It's uh, we've taken your time probably enough tonight, G. Bush. We've covered a lot, a lot for us to chew on. We do have a Yard Dogs podcast mailbag question. He's a fan of the show. Casey underscore Kinneman asks with OBJ. All but out of the picture at this point. What are your expectations for Baker Mayfield against the Bengals? What do you think Baker Mayfield does against the Cincinnati Bengals on Sunday? I actually think I actually to be truthful, I'm not gonna say he's gonna play garbage. I think he'll play really well. I think he'll Baker will give you, I mean, he this is the way he's wired. Um he he knows it's pivotal. He knows it's pivotal. Because now it's there's no other there's no shiny object to point to. If you don't play well, it comes it boils down to it's you or and, and people and it's almost it's bad because they're all they they kind of waiting for that same magic last year. It's almost like set up. I don't know how this got set up. Like it just did. They're waiting for that magic next year to be from last year to be like he came back against the Bengals through for like 340 and four touchdowns and he just proves to people that he's Baker Mayfield and you can't never count him out. I don't think he plays that lights out. I think he plays 250 two touchdowns, one interception. But it's it's not about the it's it's not about <laughs> it's not about the, the 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 number of yards you get is how you get the yards. Because for the Cleveland Browns to be effective Baker needs to hit the, hit the 20 to 30 yard because the 20 to 30 yard play is, is, is different than the short stuff. The 20 to 30 
keeps defenses honest. The 20 to 30 says we got to respect that because you're hitting that today. And now it opens up the running game. Now the play action works, right? If you don't do any of that, there's really nothing you really can. Teams just line up and just say, beat us. Mm-hmm. Throw fades. Win one-on-one. And, and as constituted, the Browns don't do that because now they, the deep threat that they had, it, it, they don't have that anymore. They're back to we got to manufacture some things, right? So that that's another thing. Can I get back to understanding that you're not going to have wide open windows and Hollywood Higgins windows ain't going to be like that. Or they got to get back to that and see if you can do it. But I, I think he plays relatively well. Uh, he, he's not, he hasn't had too many disastrous games. Um, I think he played well to win it against Pittsburgh. He just Jarvis and some fourth down drops hurt him, but I think he plays well. What about you, Mikey P? How do you think Baker Mayfield plays against the Bengals this week? I think Baker will have a solid game. Um, I think he's going to be extra focused, of course, this week. Uh, There's going to be a lot of pressure on him. Um, It's just going to come down to does he make the plays at the right time because I trust that Joe Burrow is going to be able to make those plays. And uh, Baker is going to need to – He's going to have to hit something deep to Schwartz a couple times because the only way the only way they, they we can win this game is if if we can get their linebackers backing off out of that box, and the way you can get them out is hitting those those twenty yard plays, um, you know, downfield just like you were talking about. Uh, getting DPJ back is going to be huge. Yep. Um, but you know we're going to need everybody in that wide receiver room to step up and 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 make the plays when they're there, like. The, the one thing we can't have is we can't have guys out there dropping the ball. Yeah, that 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 can't happen. Like if it's in if it's hitting your hands and you, you, that, that, you, you got you got to make those catches because what it does is just it those are those are those are killer plays because they're drive killers. They're they're, they're point swings basically, um, and we got to have that this week. And, and Baker's got to make the throws when he's there. He he can't turn the ball over, of course. Uh, but he can't be afraid to throw it too. Like he's gonna have to let it rip. Like, like take take those chances, take the shots. Like show, bring the gunslinger back that you were. He's got to be the number one pick. I just to. say that all the time. Be the number one pick. Don't and be a game man. Whatever that means. It, you know, when when those other teams hand the ball off to Josh Allen, to 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 Joe Burrow, to Lamar Jackson, uh, uh, to, to Justin Herbert. We're not even going to talk about the goats. I, I'm not even going to mention them. We're not going. We're not speaking their names. Uh, we'll get to the Dak Prescotts or. But when they give the ball to those guys, you have confidence that they, with 50 seconds in the game, are going down that field, mm-hmm. and you and it's going to be an uphill drive, an uphill battle for the defense to get them off the field. I haven't felt that way with the Browns, whether it's either Baker or whether it's the coaching or the play calling or whatever the case may be. I just haven't felt that that thing where it was like, oh, I think we can get downfield and get it done. Uh, it just it just it doesn't seem seem like that's our M.O. So, you know, just be the number one pick, just be the number one pick. And, and like I said, you know, the world is falling right now, but they can all do one thing that will shut everybody up. Just win. Al Davis voice. Just, just win, win, baby. Just win. Like you said, that's what that's the beauty about sports. You can change the narrative almost immediately. 
So hopefully they do that this Sunday. Well, guys, this was a lot of fun. Uh, I enjoyed it. We talked about not-so-fun topics, some uncomfortable topics, uh, a lot of uncertainties going on with the Cleveland Browns right now. Time will tell well, you know, what, what's going to happen. Will we write the ship? You know, will it be Baker Mayfield that turns things around? Will it be you know, Kevin Stefanski that turns things around? Will it be a combination of, of, of different things? But it's going to be interesting to see. I'm looking forward to it this week. Um, Garrett Bush, where can the listeners find you uh, on social? Ah, you can check me out at GBush91. Um, that's on Twitter. Uh, you could definitely check me out on my YouTube channel. You can check out uh, that. Just search the barbershop Garrett Bush. Uh, my videos will come up uh, every single Wednesday or Thursday. We do a Browns preview show with uh, John Costco, Pro, Bowl, Pro Football Focus. Also, right before the game, we drop a video, two-part series with me and Quincy Carrier, who is a Browns um, blogger. And, of course, if, you, if you're into the regular radio stuff, if you're out and about, download the Odyssey app. You can listen to my show, Rewind It, 24 hours a day. Uh, I'm on every single Saturday, 8 to 12 p.m. Um, and then I'm also on the Browns pregame show this week. Um, will be 9 to 1. Me, Jonathan Peeler, Kanan Carmen, Anthony Lima. And you can check that out as well uh, every single Sunday before the Browns. Garrett Bush, this has been fun, man. I appreciate you for coming on the show. Mikey P, as always. Um, you know, <laughs> this was an interesting episode, but as always, man, I enjoy the ride with you. I like to end all my podcasts with a go Brown. So one, two, three, go Brown, go Brown, go Brown. Go Brown.